These past few weeks, I've <clears throat> kind of wondered on, on what to talk about, and I'm, I'm going to um, go to the Gospels here today. And if I had to put a title on this, I would title it Go and Learn. Um, and, and some of this is, is a really a fit for where I've been studying, so you, you've sort of got to bear with me there for a moment. Uh, but I do think there's some interesting things that came out of this, and God kind of spoke to me over the past couple of weeks as I've thought through this. In, in Matthew 9, um, we see one of the times that Jesus interacted with the Pharisees, and um, this is the point of where he's called Matthew. Um, and in celebration of learning about Jesus, Matthew has hosted a, a large banquet at his house. And, you know, I don't really know how to describe that, but it, it kind of almost looks like maybe it was like a retirement party. He's leaving his job. He's going on to something else. And and he's invited friends. He's invited acquaintances. He's invited, you know, we're, we're told the publicans and the centers were there. So he's invited those he worked with. Um, maybe both as a way to say goodbye to that old life, to tell his friends goodbye. But also, I, I wonder if he wasn't also trying to to show them or invite them to see this Jesus that he had found. Um, we find the Pharisees, if we look at that chapter, the Pharisees weren't invited or, or they didn't go. Uh, we're not really told that, but they weren't there. But it almost seems like in an attempt to embarrass the disciples, they began to interrogate him a little bit about what happened. And in verses 10 and 11 of Matthew 9, we read this. It says, And it came to pass as Jesus sat at meat in the house. This is Matthew's house. Behold, many of the public and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw it, they said to the disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? And we can see in this questioning that the Pharisees were were really starting to see Jesus as quite a bit of a threat to their leadership. And they were essentially, it looks to me like they were challenging the disciples with who they associated with. Aren't, aren't you really Jews? Why, why are you associating with such people? Um, and I, when I think about this, this must have been a, a really uncomfortable place for the disciples to be um, and really awkward because they, they found Jesus. They believed they were following the promised Messiah. They were learning about him. They were seeing the miracles. They were being called, um, and yet at the same time, we were seeing that the Jewish leaders aren't, aren't willing to believe, and, and we don't know how long this discussion went on, but eventually Jesus became aware of it, and he, he gives an answer. In verses 12 and 13, he says this, when Jesus heard, he said unto them, they that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick, but go ye and learn what that meaneth. And he quotes uh, Hosea here. He says, I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So you notice here, Jesus doesn't focus on himself, but he, he justifies his concerns for the lost with this proverb. In essence, uh, the proverb is, is that the just, just as the sick need a doctor, so also do the sinners need a savior. And then he tells them to go and learn. And, and this is not a rebuke. This is really an expression to go study, go learn about what this really means. Um, and he quotes Hosea 6.6, 6, instructing them to not only focus on the law that emphasizes the sacrifice and the things that the Pharisees were focused on, but, but also to understand God's intent of mercy here. Um, you know, the Pharisees seem to place more emphasis on carrying out the letter of the law and their own, their own view of that than they did. And it didn't really seem to consider or take into account the purpose of what God is trying to teach. Um, and again, this had to be awkward for the disciples um, as there was contact conflict here between their master, Jesus, who they're following, 
um, and the Jewish leaders, but, but they really needed to begin to understand what his purpose was. So this message of going and learning what, I mean, was aimed at the Pharisees, but it was also to the disciples. Now, if we, we fast forward three chapters to Matthew 12, we find Jesus and his disciples again on the Sabbath day here, and we find the context is that they're going through the fields. They're looking for something to eat. So in verse 1 and 2, we read this. It says, at that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn. Disciples were hungered and began to pluck the ears of corn and to eat. When the Pharisees saw it, they said unto him, behold, thy disciples do that which is not lawful on the Sabbath day. So here, instead of going after disciples, the Pharisees go right to Jesus. And in the Mosaic law, um, at least my understanding of it, permitted people to pick enough grain on the path to satisfy hunger. Um, this, this reference would be in Deuteronomy 23, uh, 24 and 25. But according to Jewish tradition, this was forbidden uh, um, on the Sabbath. So not according to the law, but tradition. The Pharisees, who were legalists, viewed breaking off the head of, grain, of wheat as doing unnecessary work of harvesting and looked at rubbing the grain between their fingers as threshing and preparing a meal, all of which was prohibited. Um, they considered the permission to eat grain as less important than the command to keep the Sabbath, though both were part of the same law. And this is a little, um, this is a little different situation what we see in Matthew 9, but here we still find them placing emphasis on certain parts of the law at the same time de-emphasizing others. So Jesus responds again. He asked two questions in verses 3 through 5. He said unto them, Have you not heard what David did when he was hungry, and they that were with him, how he entered into the house of God and ate the shoe bread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priests? Or have you not read that the law in the law that how that the Sabbath days the priests of the temple profane the Sabbath, um, which are blameless? And he's he's basically saying, Don't you know? because they should have known this, they should have known what was going on, that there are regulations in the law which can be superseded without penalty. Uh, David had eaten the shoe bread, and the priests were on duty in the Sabbath, were active around the temple, so they were essentially kind of working on the Sabbath. And so again, we find the Pharisees had misinterpreted the intent of God's law by putting their own rules and commandments in place, and Jesus refers to that teaching in chapter 9 when he goes on in verses 6 and 7, but I say unto you that in this place is one greater than the temple. But if ye had known what this meaneth, I will have mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. So we find here that the Pharisees hadn't taken the message. Maybe the disciples hadn't either. We're not really told. But they had not went and learned what that scripture was trying to tell them, what God was trying to teach. They had kind of continued to stay focused on their own beliefs and thoughts and preferences rather than seeing what, it, what God is truly trying to teach them. And you know, when we look at this in our lives, there can be a little bit of a danger when we become too focused on some of the godly activities that we participate in and lose the importance of what God really wants us to gather or wants us to learn because he is molding us into a service. So again, for the challenge for us as Christians can be the focus can be on good things, dedication to prayer, reading the word, small group study, you know, being in church every time the door is open. But again, we can get so attached to the activity that we forget to focus on the purpose. For example, we can be dedicated to read the Bible from cover to cover and start to look down on those who are just not as dedicated. They only read it occasionally. We just don't, we, we start to maybe almost get that pharisaical um, type attitude. And this is what the Pharisees become. They place more importance on certain actions and rules and they forgot the purpose of the old law was to bring them to God. Did God want them to keep the Sabbath? Oh, absolutely, but not at the expense of being harsh or legalistic. 
in that approach. He wanted him to understand that it was both a that he was both a God of judgment and a God of mercy, and he wanted him to understand his completeness. So it's kind of easy to pick on the Pharisees here, but, but the hard part, and maybe the more convicting part to me, is, is to apply this to ourselves. And as I mentioned, this was kind of, I'll be a little personal here and kind of transparent. Um, a few weeks ago when my daughter was baptized, um, there, was, there was part of me that was very upset. There were a handful of people who felt like because of a couple of traditions she didn't follow that maybe she didn't really fit into our church. And part of me, when, when that first came out, I was, there was this father figure idea that came in. I was like, well, who do they think they are? And then when you look at their lives, there is some, uh, a couple of them, there's some sin involved. And I, you know, my immediately started to was, well, why aren't they figuring this out? And, and when I looked at the scripture, it really kind of convicted me because am I learning what God wants me to learn? God wants us to have mercy. He wants everyone to come to him. And, and so I think we need to look at that as we, as we go through life, what, the situations that we're in, we have to be careful not to go down the path of, of looking on others in judgment, but look at the fact that God is sovereign and he puts us in a place to mold us and to teach us. And really, he's given us the same, what he told the disciples, the Pharisees here, he wants us to go and learn. And so as we, we go on this week, as we go on in prayer here through the weekend, is we really need to get this concept and find out you know, what is the purpose that God's putting us through these trials? It's, it's not an accident. It's not a happenstance. Um, and once we capture that, once we learn that lesson, it's then that we can go out and tenderly point men to Christ because I, people tend to listen when you can share a story of how God's worked in my life. Here's what he's brought me through rather than just being able to open the Bible and say, well, here's what the scripture says, go follow it. Well, we can make that real and we can make that more easily to share, it ends up drawing people more to Christ. And so I'll just end with this verse. Um, this is from Asaph's Psalm, Psalm 73. And Asaph says this, he's been through a trying time. He said, but it is good to me to draw near to God. I've put my trust in the Lord that I may declare all of thy works. You know, our ability to declare what God has done really comes down by the lessons we've learned. When we go and learn, we go through the trials, it's then we can really learn what he desires to teach us, and we can then take that to those that are in need. So, amen.